0: One,
1: two, three, four traps with Fred and Julie traps. With Fred and Julie traps. With Fred and Julie traps. We're back, Fred.
0: Oh, how are you, Julie? Finally, we're back.
1: I'm good. How are you? We're back. Would we say by popular demand?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely popular demand when it comes to just the two of us in this house.
1: As in we fell fast for the podcast back. Yeah,
0: We email each other. Any chance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you cold? I'm freezing in this house, Fred. Yeah.
0: The house is an icebox. We just I think we'll have to put on the heating before Ted we take Ted out of out of, out of his child minders. It's actually re- really warm in his child minders, so maybe we just go a bit earlier and hang out in his house. I already
1: kids. think, I already am starting to fear that Ted, I think you said it before, that Ted probably thinks the childminder, like that's his real family, and yeah. we're just minding him. We're just babysitting.
0: <laughs> I think all your kids feel that as well. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, he does love it there, which is great. It's funny when you said the house was a nice box. I thought you said it was a nice box. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess when you think about it, it is a nice box. But this is what it keeps coming back to because obviously we're living, you know, in bungalow place, living our best life. But I keep saying this house is too big for us. Like it's a three bed bungalow, but I just think it's way too big. Like that's the problem with rooms that are sizable they're hard to heat.
0: yeah yeah no definitely it's do you know but then the houses that i guess that we're looking at on daft are almost too small it's just hard to get a medium one one that's just i don't know yeah jesus let's 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 put this house in half and re- we'll rent out the other half they can watch as much telly as they want
1: Amir, I was laughing. You know, that house that I keep looking at, we won't say where it is now, but it's funny. I sent it to my best buddy, Eamon, and he was saying it was like something out of a famine cottage exhibition, which it is. But it was funny when I was saying to you yesterday, do you think the house is too small for us? Like this one I was showing you on Daft and you were like, no. And then I said, the only thing is, I don't know, could you stand fully in it? I'm not sure. I think the ceilings could be too low, and you were still like, "It'd be grand." Imagine <laughs> living your life like that.
0: Yeah, with a creak in my neck. Ah, yeah, don't mind me. I'm fine. I would. I'd never complain. <laughs> but then I guess the older I get, if it's a house for life, you know, I kind of, I'd, I'd slowly, you know, you know, like elderly people, you become smaller gradually. Anyway, so it'd be just perfect by the time I'm eighty. Just but Fred, I feel.
1: I you know I like the optimism, but I do feel that's probably not the best way to buy a house. Like I feel my checklist is pretty minimal at the moment. Anyway, I'm just looking for a nice box. <laughs>
0: Busca Go Holland. That's the name of the house.
1: <laughs> Busca Holland, and I'm also Go for... Holland
0: is not or Busca Holland. Busca Go Holland. I
1: can't believe this. You did one Irish course, and now <laughs> you're correcting my Irish. I never correct your Irish.
0: No well this, this is the thing i I, I just struggle with the, the the written and the spoken because you know there's lots of people who are fluent in Irish, but if you, if you asked them to spell it, they wouldn't have a clue
1: So what you're saying is you're fluent in Irish, but it's the it's the written that lets you down
0: it's, it's the writ, it's the written the problem is when I'm trying to speak Irish, uh, uh, I'm always thinking about the written, and so it's an extra complication. So uh, that's the problem because I was the schooling of me. It's hard to you can't cancel out you know what they try to teach you. I was in written written Irish. So to get rid of that, I just need to get rid of that and just just speak it fluently.
1: But you're good at languages.
0: Well I'm, very oh, thanks, Fed. I'm yeah, good at French and I'm good at English.
1: <laughs> Not to brag, but you are I don't want you to get I don't want you to get a big head here, Fred, but you are really good at English.
0: Yeah. Really yes. Come
1: Why here. thank you. Uh so yes, our checklist for Gaff we've decided number 1 we're looking for a nice box a and nice number box. 2 we want a house where you could we could both stand up straight in it.
0: Yeah. And I just want a room to myself.
1: Well, you see well, that's like, you can the have thing. To,
0: you can have the room as well, but it's just it's it's like just you know just uh, just you know like that best home show that they have in RTE and they've got the little red spot your favourite place in the house and I guess that's the toilet really isn't it that's, that's the place for yourself ultimately like it's just uh, it's, where, it's where you're rarely disturbed
1: well I don't think anyone's put the red spot on the toilet <laughs> like maybe. maybe the bath or the bathroom but nobody's like they've never gone in and the red spot is like on
0: the
1: toilet
0: and you'd be like, oh, it makes sense. It's a lovely toilet. Lovely mirrors. I could sit here myself <laughs> reading the Digestive's Guide. Isn't that what they call it? The Digestive's Guide. So it's guiding the you. you, digest. you the Digestive digest. Guide. Reader's Digest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Digestive's Guide. <laughs> Reader's Digest. A guide into digesting. Take your time. No rush. Page two. Little pushes.
1: I think I think in this day and age, Fred, like it's very Virginia Woolf of you to be like, all I want is a room of my own. Like, you know, it is a housing crisis. I do think that's quite a a tall ask.
0: Can I ask for the Virginia Woolf reference? I'm not I wouldn't be a connoisseur now of Virginia Woolf. What's that mean, Pat?
1: Oh, connoisseur. You do speak Uh. French. Um. Virginia Woolf. So, you know, she had. So, you know, her famous phrase, a room room of one's own, a room of one's own. So her theory was in order for women to write, they needed their own space essentially to do so.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's me spot on. Yeah, but
1: But you're uh, like uh, that as
0: well. You need your space, don't you, Pat?
1: we all need a bit of space but sure you yeah. don't get it like realistically you know in this day and age now like nobody's got a west wing where you can i mean obviously virginia wolf you know was very much of its time but sure it smacks of privilege you yeah. know having your own room where you can do a bit of writing i mean you know was that
0: yeah absolutely yeah you've got that you're so privileged <laughs>
1: I am pretty privileged. What did you say the other week? This I just had to laugh. Do you remember the last week you described yourself? We were having a bit of a tiff, and you described yourself as a phenomenal husband. Well,
0: I was there. I was. I was cleaning Ted after bringing, putting him into the bath, and getting him ready for the next morning. Uh, after, and then I says, "I'll give Ted a. I'll give Ted. I'll clean Ted. I'll give Ted a wash." And then, and then, by the way, for anyone listening, Ted's her son. And uh, he—he's two. he's two, he's two in two months. And so I said, I'll give Ted a wash. And you were like, why Why hasn't he been washed? Uh, and I said, Don't, well, I'm doing it now. And then he said, well, he gets washed. He gets washed at least every day in, in Leak Slip with your, with your parents. And I'm like, well, we're not in Leak Slip now. I'm a, and that's why I called myself Phenomenal Husband, because I, I took the reins.
1: <laughs> I know, but like, I just feel... I just feel like I have to describe you as a phenomenal husband. Well, no, maybe you're right. Maybe you should be describing yourself as a phenomenal husband.
0: It's a bit like, but didn't you say you're not, you said you're an unbelievable wife two days ago.
1: But I am an unbelievable wife. wife.
0: Unbelievable. I can't even believe it, that you're my wife. It's unbelievable.
1: Well, I was laughing. It was just the choice of word phenomenal. All I could think of was, (laughs) um, (laughs) and it's just
0: (laughs) phenomenal husband.
1: It's just, it just got me thinking of Maya Angelou. You know her poem, Phenomenal Woman?
0: Oh, yeah. Will you recite some of it there for me?
1: No, stop (laughs) making me recite stuff. Jesus, I'm sweating over here. Between Virginia Woolf and Maya Angelou, Like I feel like you're grinning me for a PhD.
0: Well, yeah, okay. It wasn't for me to say I'm a phenomenal husband. But there and then I said, well, look, if no one's gonna if no one's gonna praise me for being a phenomenal husband, I'll just have to say it myself. <laughs> Take it but myself. I,
1: like look, I mean, let's not lose the run of ourselves here. Like you were putting the child in the bat. Yeah. Like that was your metric for I'm a phenomenal husband. I mean No, it you. wasn't
0: that. It wasn't that as well. It was loads of things. It's that uh, I'm a good listener. What? I'm uh, I'm I'm very supportive. <laughs> I am. I'm very supportive. Always helping out. And uh, I do my bits around the house. And uh, so overall, I'm picking Ted up, leaving him in and out. Uh, You know, so I'm a phenomenal husband. Try and help you as much as you can so you can get your work done.
1: I just have to laugh at you. Phenomenal. I just have to laugh at you saying I'm a great listener and very supportive. Because on Monday night when you got back from London, we had a chat where I said, I don't feel listen to and i don't feel supported
0: yeah yeah (laughs) at times on yeah yeah and there i was i was listening to you there and then (laughs) in a phenomenal way in a phenomenal today way was only himself. wednesday
1: pet like i thought we had a great conversation i did feel you listened to me on monday but like yeah i think it's a bit much within 48 hours to start announcing yourself as, as a great listener when today is wednesday and you only started on monday
0: that's a very interesting point would you like to continue that because i'm listening <laughs> i'm listening you we've like been to say married else?
1: a year you're only listening to me now. Come here. Is there anything bothering you this week, Fred? This is what I want to know.
0: Oh, this is the thing. Well, this is what you said. You said you come up with two things that uh, you said. This is your idea, Julie. So we'd have two things that 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 annoy us about the other person, and uh, so and uh, so so I've got two, and you have got two. So do you want to go first, or will I go first? Um, I
1: actually haven't. I'm not. Funny, but I kinda hadn't really thought of anything, but I because thought you because...
0: can't, because I'm phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can't think of anything i phenomenal. I, did, I didn't realise we were still doing that thing of oh what annoys you about me. Listen, you take take the floor because I'm intrigued. Go on.
0: Well no, you have to have one as well.
1: No, I'll take believe oh, believe me. I'll have one. <laughs> but you you go first.
0: Okay, so I don't like it. Annoys me when you Google stuff. When you're worried about something, you'll Google it, and it's the worst thing you can do is to Google Google stuff because it's not proper information. What have
1: I been Googling?
0: Anytime you're worried about something, if you're feeling a bit sick or something like that, or or uh, uh, you, you you'll Google yourself. You won't as I say, Google. You don't Google Julie J. <laughs> you Google what the what the, you know you're looking the symptoms and all this stuff. You Google symptoms, and then and then and then it worries you when there's no need for you to be worried.
1: I don't think i do that are you sure you're not confusing me with your other wife this is the problem when you're a polygamist it's hard to keep track
0: yeah yeah that's uh, i'm actually on my phone here texting her and uh but no i uh no that's it i just wish i wish i wish you'd be nicer to yourself and and to not worry so much and, and oh. that happens when you google and when you when you google when you google stuff that's that's it just brings more worry that there's no need for it. Well, Absolutely well that, that's
1: very, thank you very much now. That's very sweet. I nearly, oh, that's the kind of packed and emotional punch when you said you wished I'd be nicer to myself. But I don't well, think. Well, that's the
0: second thing. That's the second thing. I oh, wish you were nicer to yourself. Okay. I wish you weren't so hard on yourself. Papa. Do you know, you're, you're very hard on yourself. And I think uh, you have to, you're, 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 you are a phenomenal, incredible wife. And you should have a song and a dance every day better because I do. And uh, and just just realize what a wonderful person you are.
1: Oh Papa, I thought you were gonna say something that annoy annoyed you about me.
0: Oh, but you've been hard on yourself. That's the bit that annoys me, because there's no need to uh, be hard on yourself.
1: Fred, that's I didn't expect that. Thank you so much. No, but no I know- this- on, I know. I know. To be fair, in all seriousness, it probably is. I am quite conscious that it probably is quite hard to live with me. In a sense that, like, if somebody is hard on themselves, it's hard to live with that. So it's probably hard living with someone who, is, like, I probably am a bit hard to myself. But I know we had a big chat about this on Monday.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But sure, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because like you're kind of trying to retrain your brain I suppose it's just it's it's it is a lot of work you know it's a shame really now because I would love to kind of really do the whole you know like a deep dive and do the counseling and all that but it's just so difficult even in terms of like hopefully get in our own place or whatever and you're just conscious of the outgoings it's hard to justify it but it is really important because I think we all go through phases where we're quite hard on ourselves but I do feel bad for you because I probably have been quite hard myself for most of our relationship and so that's kind of difficult for you to live with and I'd hate for that to kind of impact on you because you're such a happy positive person I mean not that you're not hard on yourself but I feel you have a really healthy attitude to work, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think it would work. I kind of, sometimes I think I just thought of it was there now. I mean, when I was, you know, you, you did so well in school and so well in the leaving and search and you've always, you've always had high standards for yourself and you're very successful at that with high standards. But for me, I don't know, like when I was in technical school, they didn't expect anything <laughs> of me. So I never really, I didn't, try. I maintained that. <laughs> I continued with that going look I'll just I'll just exist and be happy out and but uh,
1: isn't that for sure isn't that I mean I I'm just so envious of that because I think I mean we often talk about this but like you were such a brilliant intelligent person now I do laugh because remember I had the comedy bit where I remember in school a teacher telling me there were seven types of intelligence and I was like okay that's oh yeah. how I that's when you know something's up when a teacher's telling <laughs> you there's kinesthetic <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> There's social intelligence. You're like, oh, my God, this is how she tells me I'm not good enough to do honors maths. But like, I I mean, I like we often talk about that. And that's part of the reason I became increasingly frustrated with teaching, because I really think the school system, you know, it's a one size. It's not a one yeah. size fits all. And like the likes of you, I can just imagine how you wouldn't flourish within a school environment because it's too rigid for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why I'm blessed. I count my blessings with with, with comedy and 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 like TV work and stuff like that because it's completely everything that te- now I wasn't a bold student. You know, I wasn't perfect, but I wasn't that bold. And but anything that st- teachers give out to me about, I'm now kind of making a living out of. So it's completely the opposite for me.
1: Because <laughs> you were probably. Uh, but when I often say about you, there's a beautiful chaos to your comedy. So all you can imagine, like no offense, but as a teacher how that beautiful chaos would drive you mad in the classroom.
0: Yeah. But then some teachers, I remember when I repeated the Leaving Cert in Eureka, the all-girls school, like some teachers, they 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 wanted it, they expected me to be a messer, but they controlled it. It was the first time. Like I'd always go, that's my joke for today. And I'd say something, but I'd leave it at that, you know, in geography class. And then Miss McCann the name she'd come in the next day and she'd be, she'd be teaching us. And then she'd go, Fred, where's her joke? <laughs> She's almost kind of she. She didn't make it a problem. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and maybe, and maybe, uh, I maybe I had the attention. I didn't want the attention on myself then. Do you know sometimes when you kind of reverse it? Not, the thing about being a messer in class is you, you're in control of getting your own attention. But if the teacher actually, uh, uh in reverse psychology, you know, asks ask you to perform, well, then you kind of you kind of hold back a bit.
1: Very true. Yes. You
0: know? So I don't think, I don't think any of the teachers uh, in Cavan did that with me. You know what I mean? Like they were just, they were as as stressed and chaotic as I was trying to, trying to get to deadlines. Well, I'd stuff.
1: imagine, I mean, I don't know, but probably like an all boys boarding school in Cavan. Like it sounds like it was wild enough, like in the best possible way, but they probably maybe had enough going on. Whereas in Eureka, I mean, from how you've described it to me over the years, I mean, I just have to laugh thinking about how many boys again were in your leaving search here in Eureka.
0: Five, five boys, and yeah, two of them so left. like
1: you would have been in your element because you, us. you get on so well with women and everything. I mean, you. I mean, I think that they, I like, they would have loved you, of course. Like they would have absolutely adored you, but also it probably suited you as well because, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think. With these schools, like even how you describe now your original secondary school that it was all boys it was probably quite alpha, which wouldn't be you yeah. at all.
0: I'm also confused with the word alpha. It's sort of like a masculine, that's a real masculine thing, isn't like it? Like just it's...
1: the, yeah, like this McKees, but whereas I just think because you get on so well with women that like you would have just flourished in the convent, which I you think did. so. Yeah,
0: yeah. But one thing, one thing like lads, I wouldn't say it was toxic, but it wasn't healthy lads living with lads for five years you know it was kind of uh with lads looking after us
1: <laughs> Just yeah lads, too lads, many lads
0: like, <laughs> lads, literally <laughs> and uh, but it was uh, but like the only women was like a nun and uh and like a religion te- and a few teachers that would come into the daytime
1: now i don't really have anything that annoys me about you specifically this week i will say one thing I this like week
0: was... well <laughs> last week you could have had a whole podcast on it.
1: Talked to my solicitor last week. <laughs> uh So I would say, though, going forward, when you have a gig in London, so you got a last-minute gig in London, mm. I would like you to check if you have any money in your bank account before, <laughs> before we book last-minute flights for you to go over and do a gig in London. That's all I ask.
0: Yeah, but I was just on the assumption... It's a dangerous thing. And uh, I was on Makes the Makes an assumption ass that of you and money. me. Sorry?
1: Makes an ass of you and me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I was just, I didn't think that uh, the revenue would take money out of my account when they did. And it was on a Friday. And uh, so and it just, I just didn't, didn't dawn on me. I thought my account was broken. So I'm sorry for that.
1: You thought so, your account was what? Broken? I thought my account was actually
0: broken because the money wasn't going through. I actually thought there was money in my account. And it's only when I opened it up and looked, I was like, oh, God, revenue have taken take money out of my account for my taxes this year. So so look, yeah, I'm sorry. But I, I'm always checking my account, always. It's just that one time, that one time, because yeah. under the assumption.
1: Well, what we're saying is like, okay, we wouldn't expect the, re- the revenue. If you were listening to this, yeah. who do you think you are taking money out of someone's account on a Friday afternoon? Like, yeah, just before, be
0: just before Christmas. As well, I think the, all the artists need to get together and go take take your money out on a June Bank holiday. Actually, no, not don't do it on the June Bank holiday. <laughs> do it at uh, maybe hol- maybe what's the best time for revenue to take money out of your? I they're, think they're not really a good time, but
1: I I think the seventeenth of January. Yeah. Because nobody's going out in January. Like, you know, all the January babies in your life, like your friends who have January birthdays, and you think, God, like, I was never at their 21st or their 30th. That's because they didn't have one. It's January.
0: Yeah, yeah. January's a good time to take money out of your account. But then you'd have to keep it in for Christmas. So I'd say uh, Mar- early March.
1: Early March, yeah. I uh, know, yeah. oh, listen, we all got a bit of a land when I saw... Oh, when well, I saw that minus on your current account, I couldn't sleep on Saturday night. And then your train was cancelled from Luton to where the gig was. And I had yeah. to get you an Uber. And, you know, there's something about an Uber where, like, I know you've asked this person to go pick up your husband. But, like, it just made me so nervous seeing him approaching the car park.
0: It was like one of those movies, because I felt kind of in a foreign place unknown the only thing i knew that was a guy who knew who i was and and he put me into his car and drove but me away
1: he didn't know, he didn't know what she looked like he No, was just no. like i just said he's got you know and actually it was funny because you know god forbid now if you did go missing or something it's like how would you describe your husband i was like well he's got a beard he's got a guitar
0: nice eyes phenomenal
1: phenomenal, he's phenomenal. He's... <laughs> And he's a phenomenal man. That's what I said to Max. I said, Max, listen, all you need to do is keep your eyes peeled for a phenomenal husband. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you, I've been telling everyone how amazing we're with that because, do you know, I didn't have any money. And it was a big enough gig. It's a big enough agency that I'm trying to prove myself to. Uh, I'm showcasing myself to the UK a lot at the moment. So this gig, I was like, it was very last minute. Uh, so I was doing him a favor. So what you did was you booked my flight, and then you booked my taxi. You booked an Airbnb, and uh, and you booked my train back to London next day, which is incredible. And like you're not even my agent. You're just a phenomenal wife. So thank you.
1: Can you stop calling me Yoko Ono now?
0: No, I'm not Yoko. Yoko. Uh, Yoko just kind of got involved and ruined everything. You're not doing that. You're, <laughs> you're just you're you're helping. <laughs> Did you ever see? Did you ever see Yoko uh, singing with Chuck Berry and John Lennon? No. Oh, it's on YouTube. it's the funniest thing. That they're singing Chuck Berry's song, was it? Uh, Roll over, Beethoven, and like John Lennon and Chuck Berry are sharing the same microphone. And then for no reason, background <laughs> Yoko, and it goes like, and starts screaming like, and they turn off her mic. And <laughs> turn off her mic. <laughs> she just, she just has to get involved, but she's not even making musical sense. She's just ruining it for everyone. Ooh! She has to do that, like so. It's very funny,
1: but that's not me, is no, what you're saying
0: exactly. You're the complete opposite. You well, were... oh,
1: listen, can I just say you don't have to thank me for that pet? Because as I said at the weekend, I had no problem whatsoever. I mean, look, the money's the money, your money is my money, my money is your money. So that wasn't an issue. It's just that I was kind of, you know, I was a bit stressed purely because you know, obviously, but... it's scary to think someone's in another country and. They don't have access to money, but you're now. You know, that's,
0: that's you been really hard on yourself, Judy. I always think, you know, something I was going to say to you about, because I know at times I haven't had my phone on and like you've, you've worried about me that I wasn't able to contact you back when I have been flying and traveling. But that's you been hard on yourself. And I think I was actually thinking about this coming back on the plane going, if it's 48 hours and I still haven't contacted you, well, then you're allowed to get worried
1: think me worrying about you is me being hard on myself. It is a bit. It?
0: I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, because it's not. Things are fine and generally fine, so it's it's unneeded worry. Yeah,
1: unneeded but sure, worry. I would be. You know, I'm an anxious old Annie.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know, and it's, and it, and and that's the, That's the lovely thing about you because it comes from a place of love and care. And uh, but if you give more care to yourself and go, look, this is fun. This is fine. There's no need to be worried. But how can that happen? How can that happen? That's the thing. Because, because, because the irony is that you do care. So you will worry.
1: Oh, yeah. And I do think, to be fair, you know, worry is kind of a part of love. Like, if I didn't worry about you, it would mean that I'm kind of disinterested. And
0: Yeah, but I know, I know you've got your heads together and I know you're fine and you're, you're independent. So it would take me, if you, if you didn't contact me, which at times has happened, I wouldn't get worried about it. I am mean, generally, Julie's busy. She's okay. Or even if your phone, if there's no answer in your phone, I might ring your parents a few hours later, but I wouldn't worry as much as you do. And it's natural. In a natural way, it's kind of, uh, and that's not, that's not in an unloving way. That's just a way of just kind of uh, going, do you know, uh, I just, I won't let myself worry. But it okay, was here's hours, a
1: question. Here's a question. How many hours would I have to be missing for? <laughs> before you would contact police. This is the answer I need, Fred.
0: If it was like, do you know when it gets sunny around the Maybank holiday, Paddy's Day, and I look outside, I'm in Dingle, and there's a parade, and I'm like, do you know what, I might ring the cards, I haven't seen Jim
1: in <laughs> three months. You haven't seen me since Christmas. <laughs> so in other words, you're waiting for Paddy's Day before hey, you're I'd reporting say- me missing.
0: I'd say eight, I'd say, I'd start, to, honestly, I'd start to worry, honestly, now I'd start to worry, maybe eight hours in, if there's no contact, not even worry, that wouldn't be worry, that would just, you know what, I'll just touch base, but if it was 12 hours, I'd start to worry then, like, I just know touch what base I'm with just family
1: I'm just laughing at, right, okay, just imagining you, if I haven't been in the house for eight, 12 hours, And you're just walking from room to room in our nice box, and you're saying to yourself, "Somebody else lives here. There's usually more people in this house."
0: It's a it's a home alone moment. Oh no! That moment I realise it's like it's like Macaulay Culkin's mom in the airport. Oh shit! I left Julie in London.
1: Well. On that note, Fred, it's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Well, it's always great talking to you. You know that because we don't, I always say it in this podcast, we don't see enough of each other. So it's great that we have this podcast to chat to each other.
1: Well, we don't, you know what, we don't see a lot of each other now. I mean, you were gone six days this last week and I'm so happy for you. And I just want to say, I really, really, really believe in you. And I'm just really excited for you doing all the work in the UK and it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, Bob, that's great. And thank you. And you're just incredibly supportive. And you, everyone's always asking me how you are. And I'm always saying you're killing it, which you are.
1: Well, I'm killing not, though. A this is, no, that's you a are. whole other podcast, because I'm really that's not killing it. That's you being
0: hard on yourself again.
1: But I'm not, Pet. I mean, I don't know what your metric for that would be. But, like, no, my I'm not is, really.
0: My metric is uh, uh, when I walk around and uh, strangers are always coming up to me asking about you. How are you? And uh, You know why they're, my they're asking fans. about
1: me? Because I've been missing nobody's seen me Fred that's why they're asking about me
0: no no they're not contact
1: the guards (laughs) goodbye Fred bye pet love you
0: I have to fold the clothes and put them away here I'll talk to you later I'm being phenomenal
1: (laughs) (laughs) the washing machine in case you're wondering Fred where it lives it's in the utility room (laughs) and the utility room is just behind the fridge bye pet oh don't
0: talk to me I know all about it Goodbye. Okay, bye, Pat. Bye.